0: Hey everyone, welcome to the House Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie here. I'm so glad you decided to join us for today's broadcast. Every time we come together as a church, people encounter God. So my prayer is that you too would experience His presence and hear His voice for yourself. Please enjoy today's message. significant grace in these days to be awakened to the reality of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and get transformed by it. And uh, our prayer this morning is that the Holy Spirit will unlock your ability to perceive, to understand that your life would be deeply, deeply impacted. So would you just pray with me right now? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all that you have done, Lord, and that truly the gift of this season is that you sent your son, that he would die, and he would make payment provision for sin to be removed from humanity. And Lord, this morning, we celebrate that. We declare that we agree with heaven, Lord, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth. And we're so grateful for all that you've done. So, Lord, we invite you into this service this morning. Lord, would you come, rule and reign among us. Let the Holy Spirit of God reveal what is true. Unlock our ability to see, to perceive, to understand your words. God, that our lives could be transformed. God, we pray this in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. And everybody who agreed to that said, amen. amen. Come on. I like being able to preach standing on these rocks up here. Uh, If you've ever, if you're new to the church, you don't understand what this is. You know, it's a little bit odd that, you know, it's a solid cement stage, and then there's these just rocks. These rocks represent our region. We prayer walked our region, and along the way, we collected rocks from strategic places along the Minnesota River Valley. And so when we came and we began to lay the stage. We left a little bit of a, uh, it's not a time capsule. It's not meant to be reopened. But underneath these rocks that represent our region are promises and prophetic words that the Lord had released concerning our region and all that God wants to do in the state of Minnesota and beyond. And, uh, and the elders and I took them, put them into uh, a box, then buried them with cement Put the rocks that represent this region and God's promises over them so that anybody who would dare to preach from this place would have to stand on the apostolic and prophetic foundation that the Lord had given this church as a body. Are you alive? So I, you see me readjust the table. That's not an OCD thing. I like to stand on. Especially when there is a word of significance that's meant to carry authority. And that's this morning. It's a good word. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, I think you came on the right day, all right? That's a good word. I really, really, truly am believing that the Holy Spirit's going to impact your life today and unlock stuff to you. So has anybody ever been misunderstood? Ever? Anybody? It's a little bit of a running joke around my household because of how often people will approach me and will remind me of things that I said or things that they heard and that I didn't say. But especially after a service, I'll preach a message and someone will, and you guys you will come up to me and excited about what God was doing in your life. And you'll share with me something I said and how impacting it was. And there are times where I know for certain that didn't come out of my mouth. But that's the beauty of the person of the Holy Spirit is that he takes his words and he speaks them to us. And so, you know, I might preach a sermon in one direction and then God will make an application way over here. (laughs) and It won't be anything that I was talking about. But bless your heart, God does something in our lives. If you've ever been misunderstood, though, in a negative way, that's a terrible experience. If you've ever been accused of something you did not do, or a slanderous report that someone's believed and it's keeping them from connecting with you, that's a terrible experience. If you've ever felt the pain of that, that kind of misunderstanding, where someone close to you, near you, has believed a lie and now is having a difficult time trusting, that's, The type of experience that makes love grow cold. Creates disconnection in relationships. That's the kind of division that, frankly, has a demonic root to it. Where the accuser of the brethren sows a lie into hearts and causes division within families, within communities, where people or a person grabs on to what is not true and it creates distance in themselves and an unwillingness then to draw near to someone that might create benefit in their life were they able to believe the truth I want to propose some things today that are powerful truths. I'll try to tell some stories. I'll try to make it lighthearted. These are the kind of truths, though, that will change your life if you let them sink in. The gospel of Jesus Christ, like I've preached over the last couple of weeks here, is scandalous. It's ridiculous that God would forgive all the sins of humanity hold nothing against them. Hold nothing against them because he paid the ultimate price, paid for all of the sin, past, present, future, removed it out of the way, and then offers it to us by grace that you would be able to have a life connected with heaven in spirit and have none of your previous actions, present actions, or future actions affect it in any way. Religion tries to get in and mess it up. There's all sorts of slanderous reports that religion creates against humanity. Tries to re-separate God so that you need religion. It's kind of a big deal, this message. The good news of Jesus Christ in this season, if you will come to believe it, will absolutely transform your life. You will experience love like never before shame comes down, pain goes away. The love of God will transform your life. It is transcendent. It is heavenly. It'll transform your family. It'll absolutely cause your love life, metaphorically and practically, your love life, connection with humanity, with people, with family, it will go to levels that are heavenly. Isn't that what we want? That's that is what the gospel does. I'm going to share some things about Jesus. This is a story about him. He's addressing some people that have believed a report about him that's false. And the way that he does it though is it's it kind of roundabout. And so I'm giving you the punchline already so you can interpret it as we walk through it. But but I'm going to read the passage, and then we're going to walk through it just kind of verse by verse. And by the end of it, you're going to see something that maybe you didn't see before. And it has the power of transforming your life, if it'll let it. Are you alive this morning? Okay, just put a hand on your heart with me right now. William, let's just give God permission. God, we want to know you more. So Holy Spirit, would you really release truth, unveil truth to us, help us to see says, John 8. Um, I'm going to start the story a little bit earlier than what we have on the screen, okay? So we're, we're going to pick it up on the screen in verse 42, but I'm going to start the, verse, uh, the reading a little bit earlier than that. So if you have a Bible, you can follow along or your app, but it won't be on the screen quite yet. This is verse 31. Oh, there you go. A message from the Lord. Let's see here. What do we have to do today? No. This is verse 31, John chapter 8. Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, okay? Did they believe in him? Yes. Saying to those people who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you're truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will, fill in the blank, set you free. free. You'll know the truth. And you it'll set you free. If you continue in my word, the truth will set you free. But they answered him, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been enslaved to anybody. How is it that you say we'll become free? This is an interesting process because these are people who began to believe, but are struggling with something that they do not believe. He's telling them the truth, but they're unable to hear it. Why aren't they able to hear it? We're going to discover this in a second. He's saying to him, you're going to be free if you'll continue believing and walking in my word. Something is going to transform your life. It's what I'm telling you today. I know that you believe in Jesus. Why else would you be in church? You're at least pursuing him. But if you'll continue in his word, he's going to set you free in ways that you cannot possibly imagine. You didn't even know that you were a prisoner. Stuff's going to fall off. It's going to be awesome. Verse 34, Jesus answered them and said, Well, truly, I'm saying to you, everyone who commits a sin becomes a slave. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the son does not remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you are really free. I know that you're Abraham's descendants, yet you're seeking to kill me because my word has no place in you. <laughs> I speak of the things in which my father have said. I speak of the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you have heard from your father. They answered him and said, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, then do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you're seeking to kill me. A man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. Abraham didn't try to kill people that believe God. But you're doing the deeds of your father. You kind of feel where this is going can't you? And they said to him, we're, we were not born as a result of sexual immorality. We have one father, God, okay, what's the lie that they're believing about Jesus? We were not born as a result of sexual immorality. Welcome to Christmas. Scandalous. What's the accusation? What's the slander about Jesus? That he was born out of wedlock. And that Joseph and Mary must have had relations before. And that the whole thing's a sham and a lie. Merry Christmas. We'll start putting it on the screen now. Verse 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you'd love me. For I came forth from God, and I'm here. For I have not even come on my own, but he sent me Why do you not understand what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot hear my words? You are of your father, the devil. This is a great conversation starter right there. (laughs) Have you ever been misunderstood and then you just said what you were thinking? I feel like Jesus is having that moment here. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he is, speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why don't you believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you don't hear them because you are not of God. There's some really like, whoa, statements in this passage. Let's slow it down a second. Let's just explain it. Okay. So verse 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you'd love me. What's he saying? Listen, if you like God and you're from God, you'd recognize my actions because I'm not doing anything on my own initiative. I'm just doing what God does, and so you don't like me. So what's going on in you that you don't like what God does? (laughs) I don't have an alternative agenda. I'm just doing what my father does. Verse 43, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Right? Okay, he's talking to them, and they don't seem to get it. Like, what's going on here? And now he's going to explain. Why is it that you have a conversation with somebody that holds a slanderous report? Why, when you self-defend yourself, they don't believe you. Jesus in John 8 claims to be the son of God, and they want to stone him for it. And what's their slander towards him? Nah, you're born out of wedlock. You're not God's son, you're Joseph's son. They've come to believe a slanderous report. It's a lie. And because of that, they're unable to hear what Jesus is saying. He's trying to tell them the truth, but they can't receive it. Why can't they receive it? Because they are holding on to a lie. This is life. Why don't you like your neighbor? What have you assumed about them? All right, that's too early. I won't get up in your stuff yet. All right, here we go. (laughs) Let's keep it light. All right, let's do it. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you cannot hear my words. You are of your father, the devil. The word devil here, I, this, this, it's interesting and it's important, okay? The word devil is not the word for Lucifer or Satan. It's the word slanderer. It's literally, you are of a lie. Your actions are coming out of a lie. That's what Jesus is saying. You're behaving according to the father of lies. He doesn't have truth in him. You've believed what the report about me that's slanderous. And as a result, when I tell you the truth, you can't hear what I'm saying because you've come to believe a lie. You have shut down the benefit that could come to your life because you have agreed with an accusation. A collective, dang. I wonder how many people I've done that to in my life. He was a murderer from the beginning. Okay. The slanderous report came to Cain. And Cain killed his brother Abel because of the lie Lucifer sold to him. The lie, the slanderous report. Cain came to believe the brother Abel is not doing good towards him. Cain rose up and killed him as a result. The murder comes out of the lie. The nature of the lie is to bring slander and destruction. It tears families apart. It hurts. It injures. It prevents you from loving. That's what it does. You would love the Son of God if you believed. You would love the Son of God And it's clear that you don't, and you are not, rooted in God, specifically in this truth, because you would love the truth when it came to you. But what's going on? You have embraced a lie. And so when truth comes, there's no place for it. Now, if you would continue in the word, the truth would set you free. (laughs) These are the people that he said believed. They believed him. They believed in him. They're like, ah, he might be Messiah, but when Jesus turns the corner and goes, yeah, but I'm actually the son of God. That's where we have a problem. And by the way, this is still what society has a problem for. They don't have a problem saying Jesus is a prophet. They don't have a problem even declaring, ah, yeah, he might be Messiah-ish. But to say he is God's son, there's your point of offense. The reason you are not filled with love for God's son is because you are holding on to a slanderous report about God's child. Can Can we turn a corner real quick? Just a slight corner. Here you go. Ready? The reason you don't like one of God's children is because you have come to believe a slanderous report about one of God's children. Ready? Little, little bit. That wasn't quite 90 degrees. We're going to turn a little bit stronger. Here we go. The reason you don't love yourself It's because you are believing a lie about yourself. The reason why the love of God is not overcomingly, overwhelmingly transforming your life into glistening hope is because you're believing a lie about yourself. This is where the argument begins to happen on the inside. Yeah, but Pastor Jamie, you don't know what they did. Right? And we begin to point out their actions or their sins or your self-sin. You don't know what I did. You don't, know, you don't know how bad of a person I am. You don't know my failures. You don't know the insecurities. You don't know the pain. You don't know the brokenness on the inside. The places where I believe God's love isn't manifesting, the places where I think God's power and presence isn't are all under the influence of God. A slanderous report. That's the principle. The love of God manifests when you believe the truth. It's the truth. And if the love of God hasn't transformed your life in an area, let's get specific, an area. Let me ask you a personal question. Is there any areas in your life that you think ah, I'm not sure God loves that about my life? Okay, Are there any places in your life where you think maybe God's presence isn't manifesting? No answer? Okay, here we go. (laughs) Is there any places in your life that is not glistening with hopeful anticipation for good? Are there any places like that? You now know where you're believing a lie. It's under the influence of a lie. There's some kind of slanderous report at the root of that. There's something going on. Is your marriage exploding with love and passion of life? Okay, tell me what's going on in your heart towards your spouse. Is there an area where you're just like, I don't like that about them. I don't think they'll ever change. Should we go on with some lies? Verse 45. Here, I'll I'll tell you a joke. Here we go. Uh, Here's this one that gets done to me all the time. So here we go. Um, There are times in my life where people have misunderstood me, misunderstood, my demeanor. Uh, misunderstood, just like um, uh, f- this one is probably most likely to happen if I'm approachable or not. Okay, here you go. How to read Pastor Jamie's face. Okay, here is my I'm over the moon ecstatic about what's taken place, can't believe how good things are, good job face. Ready? (laughs) Awesome. Here's my I'm deeply disappointed and I am actually pretty frustrated with you face might get this. <laughs> that, and then just a little cock of the head, just a little bit, that's how, that's how you know. But also can be misinterpreted for, I wonder what that person's thinking when they did that face. Did you get it? Did you did you get it? Did you see like how right? Like, okay. Easily misunderstood from the outside. Easily. Your past experiences are informing you. Your 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 danger, Will Robinson, this person is not approachable, this person's angry, this person's whatever, from previous experiences have informed you that coming up to people that, that are are in authoritative positions is dangerous. And so let's read the face. Let's read the, let's, right. And what's informing the decision is not actually a true encounter with me. Ask my kids if they have any problem jumping on the bed and waking dad up in the morning, which by the way, is the most dangerous moment (laughs) to visit my office. (laughs) Right? Like. I wonder how many times in life we are misinterpreting something and we're believing a slanderous report and as a result it limits our ability to interact with, receive from, gain any benefit from or our slanderous report actually has empowered a lie to the point of what's happened with Jesus where we just need them out of our life. We need to kill them. Wouldn't life just be better if we could eliminate one of the political parties? It'd be easier, that's for dang sure, right? Yeah. Which one am I talking about right now? You don't know, although I guarantee, guarantee you've made some assumptions about me. <laughs> Because I speak the truth, you don't believe me, Jesus said. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why don't you believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. And for this reason, you don't hear them because you are not of God. Propaganda has caused you to believe a false report and it has limited or caused your love to grow cold towards a person, towards a people group, towards a section of society, towards an ideal, towards the future, towards a place in your life, towards your marriage, towards a son or a daughter, towards relationships at work. Why is it no longer life-giving for you to go to your job? Something has happened in your heart. It started off in life and in joy and now it's not. What's going on? What's happened in this relationship that the love is growing cold? Why is there not open connection and love where we're covering one another's sins? What's going on? I can promise you what's going on is someone has believed a lie. And if it's not a lie, if someone really hurts you, then you need to go to your brother and make it right. Go have a conversation. Or isn't it worth it to you because you just know better about them? You know how they're going to respond, so why would I even go and talk to them? Do you understand that that sort of choice in life is of Lucifer? It's a Luciferian thought. It is a satanic heart position. It is of the devil. And it has no business in your heart because it's causing your love to grow cold. It has no business in your family, that's for sure. You guys are meant to be a tree that gives forth fruit and love. It should be the safest relationships in the world. Protected. It's the place, a safe space. Unless you hold an accusation against your dad, unless you hold an accusation against your mom, unless you hold an accusation against a sibling, they're just not safe. We can't trust. We can't. Okay, guys? I wonder what's going on inside of their heart. Maybe there's some healing that needs to take place there. Maybe you're the kingdom agent that could bring love into a home and it transforms everything. Hmm. The love of God will transform your life. His love for you will bring you out of darkness, fill you with hope, cause you to have joy and peace. For God is love. Now, this is John's, the Apostle John's gospel, okay? And he, he goes at it one more time in a letter that he wrote. It's in 1 John. And so if you got a Bible, 1 John's where we go going, chapter 4, and he readdresses this exact same subject. So we're just going to hit it from a different angle. You guys good? You okay? You know, in, uh, in World War II, um, in the Pacific region specifically, I, I, this is a historical report, is, is that as... America was going to island nations that had been overrun by Japanese uh, forces. The Japanese had taken on the Pacific and they were taking over island nations and they were setting their own forces up to hold a front on the Pacific ring. And so they took over all these different islands. And one of the things that they did historically as American troops were coming towards them And why was America going there? To liberate islands from an invading force. That was the purpose, to set people free. And as that was taking place, propaganda campaigns began to be sown into these islands. And they were telling the people, the inhabitants, that when the American soldiers get here, they're going to eat your children. They're going to rape, pillage, destroy. They're going to physically eat your children. Now, if you are a native and you are there, you you belong to an island and a people group, and you hear that someone's going to come and eat your kids. Would you maybe join forces, even though this person had taken over in their bed, how would you feel about someone who's coming, you know nothing about, you've never met, all you know, all that's informed you about them is the lie. The slanderous report would actually cause people to take up arms against those who were setting them free. Why? this. Because the lie had taken root and there was no room for the truth. You cannot, if you're possessing a lie and someone tells you the truth, but you believe the lie, you're going to think the truth is not true. 1 John 4, beloved, verse 7, let's love one another for God, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. How do you know someone knows God? They love. The one who does not have love does not know God. For God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, though, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. We've seen and we've testified that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses Jesus abides in God, and God in him. And we've come to know and believe the love of God that he has for us. For God is love. Repeat after me. God God is love. The one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us so that we have confidence in the day of judgment. Prior to Jesus, your confidence in the day of judgment would have been that you lived perfectly according to the law. But Jesus came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it so that sin would be out of the equation completely. Sin is not the issue standing between you and God. The sin of the world is not standing between them and God. Jesus came to forgive once for all. There is not another sacrifice coming. Jesus' sacrifice was eternal in nature. And this blood covenant provides for the sin of the world. That phrase there, it says, he became the propitiation. It's a theological term. It means this, past, present, future, all of it's paid for by Jesus' blood. permanent and perpetual the sacrifice once covered all of the sin of time all of it sin is not standing between you and god belief is if you do not acknowledge the name of jesus you that is the issue have you acknowledged and bowed the knee to christ jesus Have you received forgiveness of your sin? He paid for it all. He took it out of the way completely. And so if you have received Jesus, okay, just wave at me. Yeah, I got it. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, if you're unsure, man, today is your day. Like, don't leave here without getting forgiven. But if you receive Jesus, what's going on in our hearts that there are moments where, where you did something, or you, you, made, you took an action, you, you, you did something. And, and then you feel guilty, you try to make it right, and, then, and so you're like, ah, okay, I feel distance between me and God. And so I need to do something about this feeling of distance because I sinned between me and God enters religion and the voice of religion. Because religion will give you all the list of things that you need. Oh, man, you got to make penance. Pray this many times in that direction with that many things. Go to that place. You, you need to fast and pray. You don't feel his presence? Well, then just fast and pray, brother, until you break through. You'll get there. Yeah. You you. I know what makes me feel better. If I read the Bible enough this week, then I'll, I'll get back, into you know, and I'll feel good. Like, can you tell me what is going on in our hearts that when we feel distance, we don't go running towards our father? I'll tell you what, we believe that sin is separating us. You believe sin separated you. So you got to do something about the sin. I got to pay it back. I dented dad's car. And so I need to go get a job. I need to work for it. I'll take it to the body shop. I'll get it fixed. I'll come home. I'll mow the lawn. I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll pick up my room. I'll. You do all this stuff. Why? Because I'm trying to create a sense of connection back with my father because I feel distanced because I hurt his stuff. Friends, that lie gets sewn into us from a very early age. With people, we feel like we owe people. It's also the reason why you end relationships because you feel like you owe them. Something's going on. You feel guilty and disconnection or you feel accusation in disconnection. They did something to me and they owe me. Or I did something to them. I feel guilty and I don't know how to repair the relationship. And so instead of going to them and creating connection, you run away from them. Are you are we talking to the right people this morning? Come on. Why is, not, why is there not love? Why isn't love exploding in all our relationships? It just comes all the way back. It's a lie. It's just a lie. It's all it is. It's just a lie. You know, what's amazing about life in Christ is that he paid for all the sins. So we know that's not the issue. The issue is the lie. And how you undo a lie is something called repentance. Repentance, the word literally means to change one's mind. In other words, you're holding or possessing a lie, an accusation, you have agreed with slander. And that slanderous report has allowed you to purposefully separate, purposefully have animosity. It's created something, division inside of you. Repentance is to go, oh, I'm believing a lie. All I have to do is change my mind. But, but it's not like you can just go, mm, I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that. No, you have to have truth. you got to have something to exchange it for. Okay, so this is what the lie says. I'm realizing that. Lord, you're helping me see that. I think I believe in an accusation about that person. I think that's why I've distanced myself. Okay, that's the lie. Now, Holy Spirit of God, the one who leads us to all truth, the one who convicts us of all sin, the one who causes us to be illuminated in revelation. Holy Spirit of God, would you please show me where I'm believing lies? That's a powerful prayer. Then suddenly you go, oh, I think that area of my life does not glisten with hope. I'm probably believing a lie. Okay? And now, Jesus... Because the Holy Spirit reminds you of what Jesus is trying to say to you. Jesus, would you please tell me what the truth is? Because Jesus is speaking on the Father's behalf. He only does what the Father does. No one's seen the Father at any time, okay? You don't need God to prove Himself to you. You'll experience God as you believe what I'm talking about this morning, you'll encounter Him. You'll full-on encounter him. God, right? What do you say? I believe this lie. Now tell me the truth. What's the truth about this situation? And let the Lord speak to your heart. And when he does, let go of the lie and grab hold of the truth and watch love reconnect inside of you. Why does our love grow cold? Why? Why does the world's love grow cold? Ever increasing, we're believing more and more lies about each other. How do we undo it? Ah, repentance. just gotta change your mind. What's the best way of helping someone change their mind? Is it by beating them over the head with it? I know. Let's yell at each other and tell each other to believe what the other person is saying. I know. <laughs> Let's divide the family. Let's set up border lines and launch propaganda at each other until we convince each other. Does it sound like this works? Has this proven to work any time in history? <laughs> Just wondering if anybody, does this work for you? You accuse somebody to try to convince them? You rally people to your cause by accusing people? Does that feel like God to you? Hmm. How do we get truth to be received? It's got to be encompassed by love. The exchange is love. It's love. You want to build a bridge? Just start to demonstrate love. And suddenly the lie will get exposed and then you can talk truly. Let's love. My little children, love one another. This is the foremost commandment of the Lord. The Beatles were right. So you know. All we need is love. Do, 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 do. (laughs) I think this becomes the most damaging. I just say it clearly for you, and then I'll, I'll we'll end with just a short ministry time here, okay? But it says that he loved us first, and that's how we're able to love. We love because he first loved us. In other words, love had to transform us before we were able, Okay. If you are believing a slanderous report about yourself, you're preventing truth from touching your heart and lie and love from being activated. If God loves you completely and He's taken all sin out of the way, then why is it that you feel guilty every time you come into His presence? Let's, let's start to believe the blood. Here's your New Year's resolution: Believe the blood. He paid for it all. He really paid for it all. The blood of Jesus paid for it all. Just believe it. Believe it in your relationship with the Father in heaven. Go running to him every time you mess up and see. See if he's mad. See if he scolds you or see if he just goes, hey, good to see you. (laughs) But God, I did. Yeah, why would I be talking to you about that? I paid for that. I need you to know some truth right now. Because the reason you did that is because you're believing a lie. This application has got to start with your own heart because it's going to be really hard to love your enemies if you don't even love yourself. If self talk has become so negative and anxious and angry, self talk, I messed up and you just start cussing yourself. That's not good. I'm not condemning you for that. I'm just telling you you're not believing the truth about yourself. Something going on. There's a lie there. Would you do me a favor? Would you just put a hand on your heart? We're going to close with just a short time of ministry here. We're just going to invite the Lord to talk to us. It's not going to get weird. God's going to do some powerful things in our life. He's going to highlight the gift of the season to you. It is the Holy Spirit's job to lead you into truth. And that truth will set you free. And so what the Lord tells you today, you should believe it. He loves you so fully. There's not an area of your life that is separated from him. There's not a single thing. And if it's true of you, I bet it's true of your neighbor. I bet it's true of the people you disagree with, that God loves them so fully too. There's nothing hidden from him. He knows everything. And he loves you fully. He loves you completely. The reason you're having a hard time loving yourself... And by extension, loving others is because there's a lie there. The Lord said this, if someone says I love God but hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not have love for his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is the commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should also love his brother. So if there's a hatred towards a people, towards an individual that hurts you, if you're carrying around the weightiness of that where it has separated you from people, my friends, there's a lie there. There's a lie there. Today, the Lord Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. The scripture says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Just open up and receive the fellowship. And so today, Holy Spirit of God, we invite you into this moment. Come on, you got your hand on your heart or you're receiving a gift, whatever it is. I, If you're sitting there with your hands clenched, though, that kind of tells you where you're at right now. Just relax. God loves you so much. Don't be afraid. But this is the question I'm gonna lead you in some words. But this is your question. You got to ask him, I want you to have the prayer before him. It goes like this, you can repeat after me, but it's got to be you and him talking. It's this, Holy Spirit, is there an area of my life where I'm not believing love's voice? Just ask him, Holy Spirit, is there, is there an area of my life where I'm not believing the truth? Holy Spirit, is there an area of my life where I'm being critical or judgmental towards myself? Holy Spirit, is there a person that I'm being critical or judgmental towards where I don't have love or hope, or anticipation for good, Lord, would you please show us now those places where we're believing lies? Just ask him, Lord, show me. Show me where I believed the slanderous report. And now I just want you to pray this. It's so simple, but it's Jesus. What's the truth about these things? Come on, what's he say? You should believe him. What's he say to you? What did he say? You should believe him. Okay, and would you just pray with me? You pray quietly, just kind of under your breath, but I want you to kind of re- repeat after me. Let, let this prayer be a reflection in your heart, okay? It goes like this, it says, Lord, I repent. I believed a slanderous report about your love for me and for others. I thought it was my sin and their sin that caused you to be distant. But today I'm changing my mind. I believe that you died for my sins and for the sins of the world and that you have removed them. Today I choose to believe the blood of Jesus and I choose to receive your love I exchange the lie for your love. All right, now here's the dangerous part of the prayer. Ready? Holy Spirit, would you come and fill me? Holy Spirit, would you come? Come, Lord, saturate every heart saturate, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you overwhelm? Holy Spirit, I pray that the door of fellowship would be swung so far open that love would come. It would transform families this season. Holy Spirit, that you would come, that lies would be uncovered, and the veil would be pulled, and the things that are keeping people from you and from others, Lord, that that stuff would fall away. That The lies and the slanderous report would no longer have a hold in our hearts. Holy Spirit, wash us, fill us, strengthen us. Let the rain of heaven come. Let the revival of God sweep the land, touch the landscape, touch the people, Lord God. Lift the weight of deception off this land. Lift the weight of deception off political parties and the fractions and factions between families and the disagreements that have divided husbands and wives and divided families and fathers and and sons and mothers and children. God, that you would come and that the love of God would overcome and would overwhelm in every way, O Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, is there an amen in this house today? Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Have your way in our homes, God. Have your way in our neighborhoods, God. Have your way in their businesses. Have your way in our government, God. Have your way. Come your kingdom, the kingdom of love, the rulership of the Holy Spirit of God, come. Have your way, God. Shoo. Let truth set people free. Let love undo the lies. We thank you for these things. We thank you for these things. All right. Now, come on. Would you just put a hand on someone next to you real quick? Just, I want you to be connected to somebody this morning. I want to release the blessing of the Lord over you today. May the blessing of the Lord be upon your life. May the fullness of all that God has intended for you and your family, your family line. May the blessing of the Lord come upon your life. The fullness of all the Father has intended for you. May his blessing, his kindness, his love, his goodness, undo every lie. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May his countenance be lifted up upon you and his grace cover your way. You'd experience the bounty of his blessing and the shalom of heaven, the peace of God. Would guard your hearts and your minds It would be forcefully and powerfully expanded as you give mercy and love to a world that does not deserve it. Release the kingdom everywhere you go in the precious and powerful name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen and amen. Can we give a good clap to the Lord this morning? Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. It's our hope that God touched your life in a truly meaningful way. And if you were impacted, please let us know by writing a review or share it with friends. If you'd like more information on The House Church, we would love to connect you with our community. Please visit us at ithehouse.org for more information. We'll see you next week.